Sometimes you gotta close the door to open a window. Don't bite your tongue. Right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Don't Bite Your Tongue interview where I have an amazing author, teacher, and just overall dope individual, Phil, aka oh, nice. the Blurred, the blurred Explorer. Explorer. There we go. I want to make sure I didn't mess it up, man. How you doing today? I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm surviving, you know, just, um, I'm, I'm glad we could do this and everything. It's a little bit of different time changes between us. Oh yeah. Very. And oh, like, when, when I, when I tell you, I'm going to ask so many things about Korea and how you even got over there, because I can just imagine, you know, as someone who has never even barely traveled, like yeah. what led you like to, you know, not just leaving the States, but where, like where you are now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess, as a kid, I always wanted to, like, for instance, I always wanted to go to Japan as a kid, right? But I didn't know how to do it because of anime, mostly because of Toonami, right, on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. But, um, of course, being a Black kid, like, I didn't know anything about travel or heard anything about other Black people traveling around the world, right? Right. Like, the only time I ever heard of a Black person traveling is usually military. They're always military, every time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so would you say the same thing for you? Like, how many people you know that was in the military traveled abroad? There, like, that's just it with the military, especially like I came up in an Air Force yeah. town. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. It was like the only uh, way people were, like you just work here and you live here the rest of your life, or you could join the military and yeah. you leave, you know, somewhere. Yeah, basically, yeah. I would say that's the same for many black people around the world, especially in the case of black Americans. We don't know anybody who's traveled that wasn't work related. And would you say it's even but, worse uh, coming up in the South? Very well, I say this because black folk, black people in general, black and brown people, we're always been we're more conservative than people tend to think we are. So, usually, I think it's because we don't do stuff unless we know somebody who does something. Like, for example, like how many black folk would have gotten to golf with the Protagonist Woods or play basketball <laughs> or baseball or do anything unless we knew a black person who does this thing? Not as much, yeah, but uh. Coming to me, fast forward, while I was in college, my last semester of college in 2015, uh, fall 2015, you know, trying to find a job in Charlotte. I was trying to find a job anywhere. I couldn't find nothing. And one day I came across an ad about teaching English in South Korea. And so I started looking more and more into it. I'm like, oh my God, this is my golden opportunity to travel. And so I looked more into it, did, did deep dive into it. And uh, I thought, yeah, this is something I think I want to do. Okay. And, yeah, so I got here in May, South Korea, May 2016. I was in a different city, working at a different job at the time. All right. Um, I guess that leads into it because I'm going to ask about both of them. But um, mm-hmm. you have a new book coming out May 1st. The Black yep, Travelers yep. Guide Hopefully. to, yeah. am, I, am I saying this right? Is it Daegu? Yeah. Daegu, yes. Yeah. yeah, Daegu, South Korea. Yes. Sell this to the people. Yeah, yeah. So I actually made my first book. I wrote one for the city of Incheon, South Korea. Uh, the reason I, I chose these two cities particularly was, uh, let's be honest, when it comes to, like, when you look at South Korea, everybody thinks of Seoul and Busan, right? 
Yeah, like, I know so. When it comes to travel blogs, books, whatever about South Korea, it's Seoul and Busan it's completely oversaturated. Like, even with my own spin, it's like it's gonna be like another oh, this is just another book about Seoul, you know? There's no challenge in it for me at least. Right. I mean, I know there's a bunch of places I may miss in Seoul, but again, it's like, how do you tackle something that's already been marketed to death? You know? Oh yeah. Well, and my first book was City of Incheon, where I actually used to live in uh, 2020. And I focused that as a, as a test drive to see if there was kind of like a demand for this type of gimmick, mm-hmm. niche. And so far, it, there's definitely, I have received positive feedback. And so I figured, okay, let's try, let's try another city. Um, Daegu, where I used to live too, where I used to work in, it's one of my favorite cities I lived in, South Korea. And I would love to go back to my city. And... Yeah, so far, uh, people who when I post about it, there's been interest. There's definitely been a lot of positive feedback. So uh, I think my next plan is once it's done, I might actually go work, make a whole travel guide about the whole country itself. Okay. I love it. You, you literally answered my next question. Yes. Because I, I went back and saw the first book, and you, you just dropped that one in yeah. September, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, that's correct. So you're getting these books out, man. I'm digging it. And then well, I love I that you're like, yeah. you're going with, to what's next and everything. Yeah. Sorry, printer. Oh, you're good. Sorry about that. Still in the classes, prepping for lessons. Hey, man, look, we all busy individuals, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, what actually kind of led me to it was I always wanted to do something with the travel industry because there's lack of black travel content. In oh, general, yeah. like I mean, like in the late 2010s, there's been more and more, you know, travel Instagram feeds, some YouTube channels, and whatnot, and that's great. But like, we still need more, you yeah. know, because obviously, a black person traveling around the world is going to experience a whole lot of different shit than compared to a white person. And it's funny about over the weekend, I was talking to one of my Korean friends, and she was telling me, "Why do you, why do you name me as a black travels guy? You know, don't you feel like it's." If I'm hurting the market, hurting my my product, I'm like no, because as somebody who's part of that demographic, who's part of this market, like I think I read in a report that the black tourism industry could reach over a billion dollars. Mm. So there's definitely potential to make money on this for sure. And on top of that, it's like if I could get my label, and if I could put my foot in the door, like say, hey, even just through eBooks, right? It's like just to get a part of that market, that potential market that's going to blow up, especially after COVID, for sure, because everybody's going to start traveling immediately after COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah even I'm part of that, too. So I figured, okay, this is actually part potential business opportunity. So this is a market that's never been catered to. No one's ever really focused on as much. So it's like, I was telling her, and also because, listen, the reason I chose Black, because everybody, like, when it comes to travel and stuff, like, this demographic, we've never been looked at as much. Like, no one takes it seriously. And for a lot of Black people, none of us have traveled a lot. So this is like, again, because, yeah, it's easy to say, I could do it, like, say, a Black guy's travel guy. But again, I'm hurting just, if I was only focused on only guys, that's just, I'm missing out on potential market share by taking out the female demographic. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I know I just met you and everything, but I really yeah, want to sure. say I'm I'm proud because, like, I'm thinking of like the youth and everything. And it's like, 
They're going to see, yeah. oh, snap, I can go over here. I can go travel over here. I'm not yep. just going to be stuck here the rest of my life. Or not even just stuck, but I can go see yeah. the world like how some people talk about. Like, that's that's love for real, bro. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I want to do, too, like to get convinced other shows, the Black Gunful, that, you know, there's more to living in your hood, like where you live in. Like, you don't have to stay where you live. Like, honestly, the way I see it, if, I, if any like, young person listening to it, like, when you're 18, if you get the chance to, if you can, leave your city. Just move. Get a new job. Go to another school. If you can, of course. Oh, yeah. If you're able to. Like, if you can, just move. Go somewhere else. Like, because I promise you, you ain't missing nothing if you're staying. It took me about six years after graduating high school or whatever to be like, okay, I'm finally getting out of my hometown. But got out, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. No, it's funny. Like, uh, one of my good friends, Jamal, who's like a brother to me, we actually had that discussion back in like 2016, what we're about to do. And uh, it's funny that like, he was telling me that his dad told him, like, yo, you need to get out of South Carolina. Dang, shit here. Just go somewhere <laughs> else. And uh, he actually, uh, he's down in Florida now. He went to a full sale and uh, doing videography. And now he's working nice. for Florida State. He's a, cam- he's a videographer, camera guy for the Florida State uh, sports, university sports uh, guy. Okay. Nice, real nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, can I ask like, you? Oh, go ahead. Sure. No, no, go ahead, please. Um, I, can I ask you about some experiences in South Korea? Like, how is it like the language barrier? You, you also told me that you're learning Korean. Like, yeah. Explain some Rarely learning. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so South Korea, um, I mean, there is a language barrier. Now, yeah. especially uh, if you go to Seoul, doesn't mean there's more foreigner-friendly stolen boots on the two biggest cities. So you can get by with English. Same thing with Daegu for the most part, if you stay in the downtown. But when you go more hours, like like towards, because uh, it leads towards more the countryside too, small rural town side of Daegu. So you'll see more or less English being spoken. It's possible to get, you should still get around just easily. Right. Now, in terms of Korean, I and many of you say, like, it's easier to learn how to read Korean okay. than how to read it. But speaking it, that's a whole different, more advanced level. So that's what makes it more difficult at times. Interesting. Um, I wouldn't be me and myself, and the audience knows this too, whatever, if I didn't ask you, how's the food, man? I've seen a couple of man, pictures you posted, fire. it looks popping. Yeah, man, it's popping, it's fire, dude. Like, especially <laughs> in Daegu, like, bro, they have a literal fried, like a fried chicken and beer festival. <laughs> Oh, whoa, wait, ludicrous yeah. style? <laughs> right. I'm telling you, man. Like, okay, for fun fact, I could talk about in my next book. Like, uh, in South Korea during the Korean War, like, you know, there were black soldiers. And, uh, like, now I'm pretty sure there's fried foods in Korea, but in terms of fried chicken, they never, Koreans never knew about it. This is like in the 1950s, 60s, and stuff like that, right? Right. So when they left and when during the big Asian crisis in the 80s, many Koreans, open up fried chicken places so now there's like like you know the whole joke about there's a fr- the liquor store on every corner in every church <laughs> right <laughs> like that it's like that fried chicken korea same thing like everywhere you go in korea even for the big cities or small one you will find a chicken place anywhere would it be a franchise or a uh a mom and pop shop and like they i think they started back this festival back around 2014 2015 like six seven years ago right and it's been growing. I had a chance to go back in 2019, and I wanted to go last year, but we all know why that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. We all know the answer to that, that question. 
Um, while I'm still asking questions like this and everything, sure. how long did you know that you wanted to be a teacher? Actually, I didn't. I was a, I'm a business marketing major. Okay. Yeah, so uh, for ESO, a lot of teachers, can, a lot of people who work in ESO, most of us in the beginning don't really decide to become teachers. It's more like it's used to, like, to come here, travel, save money for a year, to go back home, start real life. Right. But for me, I enjoy the expat life. Like, that, this, this is my niche. This is like something that's like I feel comfortable, I feel happy in. So obviously not everybody's going to like feel comfortable in this situation like I am. Like some people, you know, are designed like they need to have the house, kids, wife, and a dog. <laughs> me, I want no kids, so I'm good with this. So this lifestyle is perfect for me. Um, but uh, I actually, yeah. So I started mostly in the hog ones, the private English academy. These okay. are like more for private, like English tutoring center. So they're, and I enjoyed it. But I mean, besides the bad experience jobs I worked at, like the idea of teaching, working with kids, has been a lot of fun. Mostly elementary. I work at elementary students now. Right. And uh, for the past few years, I've been trying to grind, trying to get my chance into the public school setting. And I actually got my first job in Incheon back in 2020, like really as soon as stuff hit the fan, shit hit the fan. Mm. And it's funny, like my last job, I wasn't even able to teach because we never opened up our English classes because of COVID. Yeah. So and my current job where I'm in my classroom currently right now, like this is my first time actually teaching in a public school setting. Okay. And I think it's like, yeah, this is something I think I want to do. I actually might invest, like, you know, into like getting a teacher certificate, sort of teacher certification. Excuse me. Right. Okay. Also, too, just wanted to mention, um, and like I said, not even just trying to ride it or whatever. The cover yeah, sure. for your first book, fire. Yeah. <laughs> Real fire. Thanks. Right. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Now that's the, that's the artist. You got to talk to the artist on that one, but it actually helps that he's a brother. Like he lives in Atlanta, I think. Okay. So he, also, he actually stayed in Korea for some time. So uh, when I was looking for, for the first book artist cover, I was mm-hmm. looking around, you know, messaging people on Instagram, saying who would be interested in this project. And he answered. And I like his style. Like, he kind of has a hip hop, Asian type of vibe. And it just, we kind of like vibe, you know, like we kind of understood each other what we wanted. Right. And I can see the passion he's going through with this cover, especially with this new one that he's coming through for the next book, which I'm really excited about. Can't wait to see that one too, man. So yeah, this yeah. is the question, well, one of the few or whatever, where I'm like, oh man, I cannot wait to ask this one. So sure, sure. I joke with one of my like good homies now where I'm like, yo, you know, being a nerd now is like cool, but like back in, you know, kind of in yeah. the day, we was getting like, you right. know, oh man, Roasted. what you mean? You like this and everything. Yeah. Like, so when did right. you realize or whatever that like, yo, you know, like, no, nerd culture is a thing now. Man, thanks. It's Avengers, man. It's the MCU. That's that's why. Let's I never thought honest. about it, but really, that makes perfect sense. I mean, if you think about it, like how many people you see walking around with Avengers shirts, but would never have. I, I mean, when I worked at Dollar General back in America, far left, like I right. saw people who who wore the comic shirts, right? And most of them just only like the movies. They never read the comic books or anything, right? Like they're the type of dudes like you who will bully you for liking reading comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're basically bandwagon. So it's like, and you're right. Back in the day, back in high school, middle school, like if you were geek, you played video games. Like with the exception of Halo, maybe Madden 2K, like you would get made fun of. You you set me back whenever you mentioned Toonami because I'm I'm trying to tell people, man, like. 
like kids now just have access to like you know Crunchyroll and Funimation yeah. and everything. They could just get their like anime right there. I'm like, no, nah, dog. We had to either before the little period of time where it would come, it was coming on like five to about seven yeah. in the afternoon. We yeah, had yeah, to like right, yeah. record our stuff super late nights or yeah. whatever because it was coming on at like 12, 1 in the morning. And or if you right. stayed up that and, late on the weekend to watch Inuyasha for me. Oh yeah, and the worst part is then you gotta get up early, like like three hours for Sunday school. That was the worst. I don't miss stuff. But you're right though. I remember back in those days, like if you missed the show, like there's like a new episode. I remember back in the day, like uh, when Ed and A was airing on Cartoon Network, right? Like there was new episodes I wanted to watch. Right. But I missed it because I had to be at some type of event. And of course, you know, and of course, like back in those days, like. If there's a new episode you want to watch, you have to be there. If not, you should have luck. Right. You'd be lucky. You'd be lucky to be back on the air in the next six months or so. Because I'm, I'm actually going to ask you whatever. I'm, I don't. I don't want to just say, oh, you know, one, because that's so hard of a question or whatever. But rewatching sure. the Hawker show, I'm like, you know what? It's definitely in my top three. I've realized so much or whatever, and I'm glad I can watch it now as an adult. But like, if you had right. to pick five animes. Yeah, that are gonna be in like, like just for you or whatever. Like you can't ignore these joints. What are your five? Ooh, damn, this is a good one. Yu Yu Hakusho's good one. Uh, Oldie Trigun, uh, One Piece, Naruto, and ooh, what's another one? Um, damn, I'm trying to think of so many other ones. Uh, it's it's a niche one. It's called Bartender. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's one of the animes that you just don't hear about. It's like only got one season, but it's like the soundtrack. It's a jazz soundtrack. It has a jazz soundtrack about you know takes place in a bar about a bartender who has like a drink of the week type of thing. Right. Shout now, first I'll drink though. Are you done? Uh, no, I mean I'll drink like occasionally, like, mostly like once in a blue moon, like I'm like meeting old friends, and whatnot. Sure. Right. I just don't care about trying to get drunk and stuff like that. I just don't see the appeal of, like, try to get hammered, try to do damage to your body. That's just me, though. <laughs> right, I feel it. Uh, shout out to you for Trigun and everything, because I feel like it, it never got the respect it deserves, because they're like, oh, it's just like Cowboy Bebop or whatever. And I'm like, uh, I mean, no. Yeah, right. That's for sure. That's so, for sure. You spoke about comics, too, and everything. Were you, like, yeah, yeah. were you a Marvel guy, like, DC? Does it kind of flip? Do you, like kind of actually, into other stuff or like who's just these going up like growing up now, actually for me that. it was more anime and it wasn't until high school when i went to my local library to pick up the manga now i never got into marvel dc because the whole continuity is so confusing yeah but what led me down to start reading more marvel dc was um the video game injustice yes yeah back in the on ps3 and what happened was uh, one of my friends, this is back in college, and one of my friends, Chris, him and his friend, they were talking about the comic book. I'm like, wait, there's a comic book for about injustice? And he's like, yeah, go check it out. So I did, and I did a deep dive. I kept reading every issue every week that I could. And then, you know, I read Civil War, uh, Secret Invasion. I actually bought some comic books from the Marvel store at Universal Studios in Orlando when, went, when I did a family trip with the family. Nice. Yeah. I still got them with me. I still need to bring them for the classes. That makes me think, too, because it's kind of funny as far as, like, I remember randomly my mom would, like, bring home, like, 
and I still have them somewhere like a Spawn comic and I remember the Spawn mm. movie from back in the day which wasn't that good um, no, it wasn't. Daredevil like just a lot of like kind of niche characters and everything I've always been a Spider-Man guy was always a yeah. Flash dude like I, I love that whole era of what was it, like 2004 with the Justice League cartoon yeah it's funny like Justice League cartoon it was one of those shows I watched I didn't like as a kid. I didn't care for it. But as an adult, when I go back, I'm like, wait, how did I miss this show? <laughs> I loved it's Flash like, and the Green it? Lantern, man. I just, I, I kind of think yeah. they punked out uh, Martian Manhunter a little bit. They did. They really did. But I'm yeah, like, it's one of those shows back then. Yeah. My dude has yeah, way I too much that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious. What made you uh, lead you to start making a podcast? Um, that, Great question. So, literally... I kind of was like, you know, I've always listened to pods since maybe like 2013, 14. Okay. Like I was on them a little bit before like the podcast app became a thing. Right. But I never really thought, oh man, like I could do this myself. You know, it kind of literally took like, I got a microphone one day and I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this? And then right. I kind of actually looked into it and every, and I got a couple of people and they helped out and then I like I did the research and I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. And next thing I know, whatever, I'm like, well, I already talked too much or whatever. I want to talk about different stuff with people. Right, right. Boom. You know, 200, whatever, some many episodes later of just me talking. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, um, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm trying to wait because I know it's like, it, it, no. it's one thing that like I have for you or whatever that yeah. I'm like, I know it's going to get in deep. So I might save that one. Now, go ahead. But, Nah, go ahead. Um, I saw you had Pokemon plushies, man. I have so many questions. Yeah, I have so yeah, many sure. questions. Are you are you day are you day one like me? What? Yeah, with Pokemon, day like one. anime oh, games, like, like. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, yes, I was on the bandwagon like everybody else. Okay, I'm making sure because I feel like Pokemon yeah. kind of had a resurgence at one point too, where it's like, wait, 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 where where people yeah. start playing Pokemon out loud, like. Right. Now, that was back when we got in college. Like, you think about it. Like, elementary school is popular. Middle school, high school, you get made fun of. But it's college. No one's going to give a crap. No one's going to give a shit. And that's how I actually got back into Pokemon when uh, X and Y came out. Right. And that's what kind of gave me that resurgence to get back in. Because usually, I was playing the generations casually, like, about a year or two after they came out and stuff. Right. But, uh, and it's funny, like, I didn't, like, competitive-wise, I never was in the competitive scene until I came to Korea because they have a Pokemon a tournament scene here in Korea. Okay. And uh, and that's how I met some like really one of my best, really great friends, Rachel. Uh, she's also an expat. And I met some other good, good people too. And usually I would go to tournaments. I would be excited for each tournament every year since 2017, 2018 or so. I went to this tournament. Right. And the last offline tournament we had was for Sword and Shield was in December 2019. And of course, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Like, honestly, I'm more heavy casual. Like, I don't take it seriously. Like, and plus, I'm too old to take to take Pokemon so seriously like that, competitive-wise. Right. Hey, well, I can't say like, this or whatever, man, because I be seeing some things on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's like, listen, I'm too old. Like, I, I mean, I like Pokemon, but I'm not that deep into it, competitive-wise. That's funny. I literally oh, yeah. just got sword um about three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I got sword about three weeks nah. ago. I think I got Ultra Sun like a yeah. couple of months back. 
but also like you whatever i had a little break too right around from gen three to four yep, i remember fair. getting platinum my senior year of high school that would have been like 2010 mm-hmm. it took me a little while to finally get into like pokemon black and i think i just got black too like during the pandemic yeah and I, my buddy let me borrow x and i actually own omega ruby so i'm finally at the point where i'm like Yo, i've played all the generations now sword right. is gonna take me a little minute because of just you know life but i'm having fun with it yeah yeah know? yeah yeah i enjoyed it too uh it's funny like after the first tournament in 2019 i was like i was excited like to be able to play tournament games on the switch and a funny story like uh okay so at these tournaments Obviously, uh, people know who I am because I'm literally the only black guy who shows up at these at these events. <laughs> and of course, even to now, like some of the players are intimidated by me, right? Because like obviously, you know, being a tall black guy, uh, I'm six seven, two hundred centimeters. And uh, during the first round of Pokemon, the tournament offline tournament of Sword and Shield, me and a guy, we were like one of the last few battles going on. We we're like, because everybody got done with their matches, and for us, we were going ham. Like it was like a tough match. Like we were like the last three groups in the first round. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Like I really did miss the offline tournament scene because, you know, get a chance to meet people, go out, have a little fun. Right. And also part of the Super Smash Bros. scene in Korea too. Like I actually started the, um, the Daegu Smash Bros. tournament thing back in, I want to say 2019. Yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. Because for what I saw was like, because the majority of the tournaments and events happens up in Seoul. Okay. And for both Koreans and foreigners, like, I mean, Seoul's fine, but that's really it's an expensive trip. It's like a weekend trip to travel somewhere. Okay. By train or bus. And so I said, okay, there's a demand for this. So I went to one of the local expat bars, uh, Ito's. It's like a pizza jackhouse bar. And they usually host like a trivia night there because I asked the owner, hey, is the camera host Smash World Tournament in your bar? And he's like, yeah, this year, that's fine. And so we did that for a while. And of course, 2020 happened. I'll tell you why we why we stopped. I, I always ask people this and everything on like a different yeah. kind of sub thing, whatever with video gaming. But who's your sure. go to character in Smash Bros? Uh, Samus, Greninja, Toon Link. Who was I? Yeah, that's about it. And the Falco. Uh, but yeah, usually my Samus is like my, my my main character. Like everybody in the Korean Smash Bros. Like in terms of offline online, they know who I am. Right. Like they know I play Samus. And like I'm pr- like competitive wise, like I could do some damage. Like I, I will put I will put up a good fight. Like you will not leave you will not leave the stage alone, you know. Might have to mess around to add you on Switch and everything too, because like that's gonna be a, yeah, uh, sure. another question. Uh I saw you sure, playing sure. Monster Hunter Rise. Now I yeah. have no clue about the games. I talked to a buddy yeah. downstairs, he's like a big fan since whatever Monster Hunter he was telling me about. I've been seeing some more yeah, yeah. people. I've been seeing like the, you know, the game and I'm convinced, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm probably going to cop this joint, like, if not soon within the next month. What, what do you think about yeah, Monster uh, Hunter Rise? It's funny, like, I actually never played Monster Hunter until, what, the world came out on the PC? Yeah. I think that was a... Like, I tried, I'm like, ago. okay, yeah, this is good. This is good. I like it. But when Rise came out, I'm like, uh, why not? Let's go ahead and pick it up. And uh, I enjoyed it, for sure. I actually played with a friend of mine, too. We've been playing for a while. Uh, she took a break, and me, I'm still kind of going because I'm still like you know, trying to, you know, craft items. And plus, it could be a new update with new monsters coming out very soon too. Ooh, excuse me. 
I'm I'm very intrigued with the game. Like I said, you know, I'm a, yeah. Let let me finish Sword first because that's gonna be a little minute. Yeah, I'm like yeah. right around the time um, of the second gym. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I finish Sword, I'm like, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is gonna be the next game. Um, do you do you care or are you um interested in Pokemon Snap? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those games that I'll probably just wait for the sale. Like I'm not a, I'm not any huge. Like I like Pokemon Snap as a kid, but it's like. Am I really gonna spend all this money just to take pictures? That's what I said too. I was like, one of my buddies like, no, man, I'm telling you. And I was like, no, I get the nostalgia of Snap from like our childhood and even going to Blockbuster and printing out the pictures. But now I'm just like, yo, dog, I'm gonna really do this to take pictures. Like, like Pokemon Go is more fun for me, or whatever. If that's the case. Yeah, exactly. I rather do Pokemon Go for that instead. Like, I rather just like I still see the idea of spending all that money to take pictures. <laughs> like that's his, that's a game is like I'll wait for sale if there's ever gonna be one because it's Nintendo they don't do sales like that that or like they do it at like the randomest time like when I got my Switch or whatever exactly. and they're like oh well you know we had a sale on all the Final Fantasies but now nope right that's what I hate about Nintendo when it comes to sales like it's like when you got no money they always go on sale on the good stuff every time and like what type of sale ends on a Wednesday like come on man seriously like Fridays, Dude, right there, bro. It's like we're getting our paychecks Friday, Saturday. Just wait till then. <laughs> Cancel because most of us, I'm pretty sure, usually, typically, everybody gets paid different days. But usually, it's like Friday is the day when people go out and buy stuff. You know, right? It was. Um, <sighs> did Did you see or care any much about um, the new Pokemon announcement for the Diamond and Pearl remakes and the uh, Legends Arceus, Arceus, Arceus? I don't uh, know if I'm ever saying that I right. I saw them. Yeah, okay. I saw them, and I mean, I, I like Gen 4 because that's my favorite starter, Chimchar. Nice. But it's like, I'm not in a huge, huge rush to get it. I, I guess for me, my problem is, like, what's the point if I can't go to tournaments with this? Like, it's like I mean, there's online tournaments going on, but again, it's just not the same. Just not the same. What's interesting, like, I've, I've only played, like, you know, the games and everything, and I kind of play them at my own time, too. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm randomly playing this and everything. But it's it's yeah. interesting that you're into competitive battling because like I, I never really yeah. knew that was a thing until like I'm I watch all these PokeTubers now whatever, and like yeah, occasionally here. they'll kind of just you know such and such or whatever double battles or whatever and I'm like yo I'm not gonna lie yeah. this looks cool you, you know they'll talk about like spikes and um what, what right. am I thinking of what is what is the rocks what is, stealth rocks there we go the rocks yeah yeah but no, don't put bad I didn't get to, yeah. I, I think the wildest one I saw was like, um, there's this one dude I watch, and like they have a whole league, but it's like metronome. And I'm like, no, like there's yeah, no competitiveness battles, yeah. with this. <laughs> this is all luck. Oh, yeah, I watch them all the time. Yeah, but uh, what's the dude named H.K. Liam? I think it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watch them all the time. Like, even though at times, like, I'm watching this Ryan on the bus, like, I'm trying, like, I'm actually like a sports fan, like, dude, what are you doing? I, I, I just can't get into the metronome aspect of it because I'm like, man, like, th- there's no, uh, uh-uh. In that case, just get like a chance you or a blissy or whatever and just be like, yo, I have more HP. Kill me. Yeah. That's true, but I enjoy them. I got enough. I got enough. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. okay, sorry. Now I'm done prepping. You're good. You're good, man. You got a lot of stuff to do today, you know? It's been, it's yeah, been getting yeah, another week over easy. there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just happy like now because it's been the last few weeks combing through taking like thousands of pictures around Daegu, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, they are 
they were shitty quality. So I kept it was so hard to figure out find a decent photo to put in the book. So we started with it. I want to end with it. May first, sure. the Black Traveler's Guide to Daegu, South Korea. It's yeah, going to yeah. be available. What just electronic? Are we going to get a physical copy? How's yeah. this working? Uh, yeah, I'm just doing ebooks right now. For now, um, nice. I don't have the I ain't got cash or time to be able to do to get what's the ISBN number so I can do print copies. So that's going to be a long time before I start doing that. For start doing print, but for now it's going to be ebook. Uh, the books on Amazon going to be on Amazon, Google Play Books, uh, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, Scribe. Basically, where literally where all ebooks are sold, you can find it. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm going to be promoing this just like you. I'm happy for yeah, you. Yeah, I, for I think this is dope for you know, like even the term the culture or whatever. It's kind of getting to a level where it's like, oh god, please don't say the culture. But it, yeah. it's really dope just to see, you know, hey man, you know, we can go out here and travel too. We can go out here and see many things or whatever, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I do put an emphasis, like, in the book, like, folks, like, foreigners in general, non-East Asian folks, you're going to get stared at in Korea. Like, it's going to happen. <laughs> However, <laughs> like, if you're not Asian, if you're not, like, you know, looking like East Asian type folks, like, you're going to get stared at, no matter who you are. However, this depth, the level of stares varies depending on your stats. Like, obviously, white people get stared at, but those who have a little bit darker complexion, if you got some weight on you, you're obese. If you're tall and, and or black, like black and brown folk, we're going to get stared at a lot hard. Especially me. I get the most stares. And, and you're tall, too. Everybody so I can imagine it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> yep, every time. Every time. Like, even one of my Korean friends of mine, her, she's pretty tall, too. But when we're walking around, hanging out and stuff, like, she knows. I told her, like, I get stared at more than you do. Like, all the eyes go from you to me every damn time. Do you think you get stared at more there or back when you were in South Carolina? Oh, stare here. Oh, anywhere <laughs> in Asia, really. <laughs> anywhere there's no black people. Like, it, most of the time, what people realize, like, it's because it's all out of curiosity and fascination. Because, uh, again, Korea and most Asian countries, they're, it's a homogenous nation, right? Right. So anybody who looks different is going to get stared at. But the fact that a black person gets through, it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, it's a. <laughs> The best way to describe it is like a black person is like the scene. You remember the movie in Jurassic Park when they saw the dinosaurs the first time they took off their sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That's the best way to describe what stare you will get. <laughs> and like in Korean culture, most Asian cultures, people are just gonna be up, you know, be upfront about stuff, right? Right. So like people will tell you, like, oh, oh my God, you're fat. Like, or mom, look at the chocolate man. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh man. Yeah. And of course, like in me, like I got a simple buzz cut. So but like folk, like I heard stories. It's not it's very rare that it happens, but sometimes folk do be trying to touch people's hair, especially black. I was I was about to ask you. I didn't want to do it. I'm like, imagine me going yeah. over there with somebody yeah, just coming to be like, ooh, what is what is this? No, if it did, it's probably like the old, like the grandpa, grandmothers. Like again, they're so old, like they never seen something like that before. Especially if when you're, because at Daegu, it's a major city. There's also a military base nearby, so they're kind of used to having Americans coming through. Okay. All different types of foreigners coming through in Daegu, so you won't, you know, you won't get scared. People won't try to touch your hair unless you're on the bus and the old and the, and the old folks, you know, sitting behind you try to touch it. <laughs> 
again, of course, you can tell them that, you know, hide your mouth, please stop, you know, because, right. but again, just like, you just got to keep in mind, like, you can try to prepare, but sometimes you can't because mentally, like, again, you have to remember different house, different culture, different customs. Yeah. yeah I would say, like, when you travel to another country, just treat it like your mom would tell you when you go to the folks house. Don't say nothing, don't touch nothing, respect their house, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, the things I don't agree with, I hate that you do, but again, it's like, again, their house, their rules, I'm just a death. Yeah, so don't be trying to fool shit. Also, big, big advice. Uh huh. If you see some racist bullshit, which is going to be very rare, xenophobia issue, please do not pull out your phone and start recording shit because they have serious, serious defamation laws in South Korea. Mm. So, like, even if it's true or not, even like, even like, for instance, like, if I work for a company and they treat me bad, and I posted their names on on online, right? Yeah. Even if the whole thing, even if it's all true, everybody can vouch for it. I could be sued for that. Okay. And vice versa. So you got so definitely want to. So one thing I will say: learn about the laws of any country you go to. Learn the customs. You know what I'm saying? And remember, just again, you're just a guest. So like, and also I would say one thing to note: uh, when it comes to travel. You don't have to dress to impress. Like you're on vacation, no one's gonna care. <laughs> like, right. don't try to bring your fresh new J's. Don't bring like new clothes. Don't buy new clothes. If you do, maybe walking shoes come with a walking shoe. That's fine. Because South Korea is a country that's surrounded by hills and mountains, so you'll be going up and down, up and down a lot. Nice. You'll be climbing a bunch of stairs and everything, so be prepared to do some serious walking in Korea. I, I love that you mentioned that because I'm still on like the whole thing of. Yo, whenever I see things, I'm not going to be here yeah. for the phone pulling out. I'm over here running away because people are going to be coming in and you don't know who's going to be coming in with what type of energy. So I'm, like, I'm going to escape all of this. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, you got you to worry about this. Like, it's funny. Like, every black person who's worked in Korea, past the current, they said they've never felt safer more abroad than back in the U.S. Like, Dang. you got to worry about the police unless, you, unless you're the one fucking up, of course. But yeah, you ain't got to worry about shit. Like, I ain't got to worry about nothing. I can worry about I go about my business, enjoy my day. And it's funny, uh, when I went back to visit the same Alabama in 2019, mm-hmm. it's like, dang, I feel this whole stress. I feel this energy. It's like, it's like, it's just, it's, you know, you're at those moments like, we're in a type of position or time frame where it's like, you have this peace of mind, you can relax about, not to worry about nothing, right? Yeah. But then when you go out to an area where you got to worry about shit, it's like, dang, it's like the worst feeling to have like a bad fog over you and everything yeah exactly it's, it's like i put this analogy i wrote a black for a magazine i wrote for a black age magazine it's like in the winter time when i went when i left the u.s it's doing i put this analogy like it's winter time i came away from the u.s i took on my winter heavy winter coat i can sit down put it away relax don't have to worry about it but when i put when i came back to the u.s i had put on that heavy coat by being black man in america and I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a fun time visiting family, visiting grandma and stuff. But it's like, is this what I want? Like, do I really want to go back to this? That's that's actually a question too, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I I I don't even know if I could ask you because I'm like, you know, I don't, you know. But would you want to come back? No, I don't. Huh? Like, unless I have absolutely no choice, I don't see myself moving back to the U.S. I'll come visit, and I'll come visit do some clothes shopping. You know, by electronics and stuff, but like, I just don't have any symptoms. I don't see the reason to move back. You know, 
I, I, look, I'm, I'm going to only say I can imagine because I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, I got affordable health care and I got decent housing. It's like, what do I got to worry about? Like, these are to cover. I ain't got to worry about the police or nothing. It's like, I could go about my day and I can do what I want to do. It's like, what the, what's, what I got to worry about? What's the reason I got to go back to the U.S. for? I haven't told many people that I was doing this and everything, but just the yeah. little I have, I'm like, dog, I'm telling you, like, even just from DMs or whatever, I'm like, yo, am I going to just go to Korea? <laughs> like, oh, you you, yeah. you make this just sound like, yo, okay, so tomorrow, yeah, let's go ahead and find a job. Yeah. Well, okay, so just to be clear, uh, the only jobs you can get in Korea is like ESL teaching. Right. Now, I wouldn't, at the time of the recording, because of the pandemic, I wouldn't recommend trying to come to Korea. I personally don't recommend it right now. Because right now, the market's been saturated because so many people are trying to come to Korea because of COVID, because people lost their jobs and everything. Right. And now, obviously, you got to work in the public school setting, but you got to have the But nowadays, you definitely want to have more credentials. And also, I think they're going to try to focus more higher in, in person, in country because of COVID. And the other job is like how going to private English academies. And honestly, those jobs, they're not sustainable because, again, they're business. First and foremost, and a lot of them have shut down because of COVID, because of the case at their school. Like so many teachers who work, both the native teachers and Koreans who work at those hogwans, they lost their jobs in those hogwans, those private business schools. Right. So I wouldn't recommend it to anybody who want, who's thought about coming to Korea, just you going to visit or even just think about yeah, working here. Just wait. Just give it a couple more years before you decide to come over here. Right. Well, man, I'm a. I want to go ahead and get for like a final take for you and everything. I know you got some stuff sure, coming sure. up, you know, and I'm going to let you get sure, to that, sure. but you got any final closing words before we get um, in this? Um, no, all I got to say is uh, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I definitely want to come back here for sure. We're going to do a follow up after time. the book comes out, man. I want to yeah. hear, you know, how like your success. I'm ready to hear these stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely want to come back on too. Um, I'm actually thinking about my idea was like the week I was going to the week I was going to publish a book, I was thinking about doing a live stream walkthrough of the city of Daegu or something okay. like that. Nice. Uh, keep in touch I about probably it. might not do that. I don't know. It's an idea I have, but just maybe not work on it right now. <clears throat> that and but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit you on the side and add you on uh, Switch too. Remember that. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you. Yeah, forget. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. That's fine. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be down. I usually Switch, PlayStation, PC occasionally. But uh, yeah, you can find me on either one. Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram at the Blur Explorer. You want to see all my travel stories. Um, and of course, like I said, the books, both books are available everywhere where ebooks are sold Amazon, Google, Apple Books, Scribe, Barnes and Nobles, 24 Symbols. So yeah, uh, I just hope you guys enjoy it for sure. Hey man, I'm, I'm sure they are. I'm going to make sure to put all the info in the bio to, so they can check this out. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. This is incredibly dope. I'm ready to see, you know, how this one goes as well, man. I hope yeah, you have a great I'm day over there. Too. Yeah, thank you, man. And with that being said, guys, another amazing Don't Bite Your Tongue interview that was Phil the Blurred Explorer. I go by the name of Mookie. And until next time, to let us out.